Hi there, everybody. Caitlin McDonald here with the Social Speak Network. And in today's podcast and blog post, we are talking about punctuation, grammar, writing styles, and overall tips and recommendations that we have for your digital content. Now, I'm hoping my puppy behind me doesn't get too obnoxious with that squeaking. Um, if so, head on over to the blog post um, and you can read all of this great content over there. So, um, as I mentioned in this video, we're really diving into some of the tips and recommendations that we follow for writing styles, specifically with your digital content creation. Uh, we found over the years that there are a lot of different preferences for writing styles online. And though you want your voice to reflect your brand and speak to your target market, there are some things we consistently see businesses doing online that they potentially shouldn't be doing. So here we're talking about websites, we're talking about blog posts, about social media, um, and we aren't really talking about white papers, research articles, or uh, really technical guides. However, many of the points that we discuss can be brought over into this type of writing as well. So it's important to also note that um, digital content can differ drastically from print scholarly articles and, as I mentioned, research. Um, this is not a complete guide. It's just some of the top things that we consistently see businesses doing with their content creation. And I also recommend taking a look at Grammarly.com. I'll actually pull up some examples over there um, and share my screen so that you can see what information they have. They go into a lot more detail than what we have here. And Grammarly is a free Chrome extension where if you are writing a blog on WordPress, for example, we'll actually highlight um, different words, different phrases, uh, and give recommendations about how you might be able to better phrase something, um, as well as obviously picking up on punctuation and things like that. So Grammarly is sort of like the, the word check on steroids. Now I feel as though you have to see this puppy behind me because it's a little obnoxious. So we have Kenosha who's ripping up all of her toys and there's Clover there. All right, so let's dive in. The first thing to talk about is periods. Um, specifically, the number of spaces after a period. For years, the APA style guide was the only guide that recommended two spaces rather than one, and that was for readability. They actually just in 2019 adjusted their guide and are also recommending one period. Um, <laughs> we like this because in certain pieces of content on certain platforms online, if somebody pulls up that content on their phone, they might see a line start with a space rather than a word. WordPress has updated their interface um, where this doesn't happen. It'll just have the two periods at the end of a line. However, we have seen in other platforms um, as you're writing that content that that second space may jump down to the next line so that the content's indented there and just doesn't look good. So for responsiveness, that's why we always do that single space after a period rather than the double space. Doesn't matter what you end up choosing. Everyone is currently, for the most part, recommending the single space, um, but just stay consistent. This is across all pieces of content. 
If you are set to use those two spaces, make sure you always use two spaces. We have some clients who are set to use those two spaces. And as we're editing the content, they have three spaces or four spaces. And it ends up being quite difficult to, to make sure that it's consistent in every single piece. The next item, and I actually was educated a little bit on this, um, is with periods or commas and quotation marks. So this is if you have quotation marks within a piece of content and you are quoting something. Um, so in American writing versus British writing, so American English versus British English writing, um, there's a difference between the use of double versus singular uh, quotation marks. I'm in America, I use the double quotation marks. You're in Britain, use the singular. Um, however, in American English, uh, we always want to use commas and periods before closing quotation marks, before the closing quotation marks. Now, in American English, if you are quoting someone or something within a quote of someone else, that's when you use that singular quotation mark. Now, there are times where you see the punctuation on the outside of the quotation. Um, and this specifically is for question marks or exclamation points and quotation marks. So if a question or exclamation applies to the quotation itself, then you place the question mark or quotation, or excuse me, or exclamation point inside the quotation mark. If it applies to the whole sentence, then you place the punctuation marks on the outside of the quotation mark. Um, so this is one of those things where it's a little in depth, right? So Grammarly has some great um, examples and it really goes into detail with a lot of different use cases. In our blog, we have the examples, can you believe the ending to inception? And the question mark is outside of the quotation around inception. Versus last night I watched inception where the period goes inside the quotation mark. Or another one is, I shouted to my dog, come here and get a treat. That exclamation mark applies to the quote and therefore it is inside the quotation marks. So let me just share my screen so you can see all of the great recommendations that Grammarly has. So this is their, um, here, I'll go back. This is their handbook on grammar rules and they go through adjectives, adverbs, conjunctions, interjections, all of those, then through um, the punctuation. They go through mechanics, techniques, and style as well. So again, we're not covering all of this, but if we take a look here, we have, this exclamation point. So they give, I got a pop, uh, let's see. Well, <laughs> they just do a great job going through all of these different examples here. Um, There's a spider on my arm, yelped Jeremy, versus, 
and the paramedics tried to tell Jeremy it was only a spider. And that only a spider is kind of that phrase that's in the quotation marks. So it, these are just, it's just great information to dive into. Um, but for the most part, utilize that period or comma inside a quotation mark. And then if it's a question mark or an exclamation point, figure out if it applies to the quote or to the sentence as a whole. The next one uh, that we're gonna dive into is semicolons. Um, so I remember in college, uh, there was a huge debate about semicolons and when you should use them. Um, and in general, what I took away from that and what I still believe is unless you are 100% certain that you know what you're doing with semicolons, don't use them. <laughs> Basically, semicolons join two independent clauses without a conjunction. So for example, and. Um, and they're more meaningful than commas, but less so than a period. So in general, if you find yourself using semicolons, switch to just using periods instead. Um, if you want to use a conjunction like and or but, use a comma. And if you're writing a list of items and within the list you include um, commas or sentences and longer phrases, um, semicolon can be used to divide these items listed. However, in digital marketing, use bullet points instead. These are easier to use, easier to scroll through content, um, and that is what we recommend. The next item that we go into is commas. So these are soft pauses in sentences. Um, sometimes we see businesses uh, or content writers who go crazy about commas. Other times they aren't used enough. I've been told I go crazy with commas, but I feel as though I use them when they're supposed to be used. <laughs> so in a list of three or more phrases, this is kind of the number one place where we see um, inconsistency in the use of commas. Um, but in a list of three or more phrases or words, please be consistent about your use of the Oxford comma, or some people call it the serial comma. So this is the comma before the last item in the list. Um, including it or not, both are fine. Uh, just be consistent in all of your writing. If your sentence has an introductory phrase, such as um, before running ads, comma, use a comma. Uh, there's also a lot of times to use uh, commas and a lot of times where commas should not be used. Again, that Grammarly guide outlines these cases in a lot more detail. So I'm just gonna quickly um, share my screen again, just so that you can take a look at that. So it goes into what a comma is and then lots of incorrect things, incorrect ways of writing things and correct ways um, and it goes through um, all different sentence types and things like that. Um, so I do highly recommend taking a look at this if you have any questions about how to use commas. All right, now the next one that we do is, The next thing that I want to dive into is writing mechanics for digital marketing. So here we're talking about abbreviations, spellings, capitalizations. Um, and for abbreviations, typically we recommend 
utilizing the entire phrase or name rather than abbreviating it unless the abbreviation is something that your target market utilizes. Now, with abbreviations, we also recommend um, writing out the full word or phrase the first time and then in parentheses, including that abbreviation there. The reason is just because if you are um, if you do have a viewer who has no idea what that abbreviation means, you don't want them to have to poke around the whole site to try and figure it out. Um, so on a blog post, if you are using a word that has abbreviation, um, just write it out the first time and then you can use the abbreviation. For spelling, just make sure you're using American English versus British English. Uh, we have a couple of um, clients in Australia and we have to just make sure that we um, change our writing for, for them. A um, little more O's and U's and things like that in different words. So, <laughs> um, so Grammarly has a, a, that free Chrome extension um, that will also pick up on um, a homophone, for example, um, two, 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 there, there, etc. Um, capitalizations. This is something that <laughs> we have internal discussions about all the time. In a header, if you're capitalizing every word, do you capitalize an and or a the? Um, and so if you're capitalizing every, um, every word, typically stick to um, every letter, so the whole word, um, the first letter of every word, or nouns, verbs, adjectives, and proper nouns. So you do not um, capitalize conjunctions or prepositions such as of and the, um, for example. Now, the next thing is you can also always capitalize the services of your business and the names of services of your business um, as a way to make sure people know that this is a name of a service that you have. We don't recommend always capitalizing um, a certain word or phrase to make it stand out. Rather, we recommend bolding that word or underlining it so that Google can actually read it as being more important. Um, and we have some clients who uh, make sure that that word is always capitalized in everything that they do. But again, bolding it or underlining it would actually be better for search engine optimization. All right. The next thing is parallelism. So this is when you have a list of, um, of items, just make sure that they follow the same grammatical structure. Um, so a list of two or more phrases uses a noun, make sure all of them use nouns. If there's a gerund, so a word ending in ing, um, make sure all of them are gerunds. Uh, Grammarly does have some great examples of this as well. Um, so that you can adjust your sentences or your bullet point lists to make sure that there is that parallelism. This is one of the biggest things that I always pick up on in content writing online. Another thing is tense. Um, just be cognizant of what tense you're using, an active tense or a um, passive tense. An example is, I wrote the book. Passive, the book was written by me. Um, so really one way to make sure that you are active and maybe first person is to use I rather than he, she, they. Um, this draws people in a little bit more, makes them form that, that personal relationship with you a little bit more. Um, obviously for a larger business, using I doesn't really make sense. 
Um, but make sure in your marketing, especially in marketing headers, that you're using the active voice rather than passive voice. Uh, it just has a lot more of a punch there. And then the last thing is we spoke to two of our favorite copywriters, um, Amy Colo and Heather Bowen Ray, about their preferences for um, writing styles and general uh, sentence structure. Amy really focused on making sure that you are talking to a target market um, and making sure that your sentences are short and to the point, that you don't try and put too much into one sentence, and that you also keep your paragraphs short to make it easier to scroll and to, um, to quickly read content. Uh, if you try to fit too much into a sentence, it just becomes more, di more difficult for somebody to consume quickly. Um, Heather had a slightly different take, though she also agreed that um, it's good to keep one thought in each sentence. She also did recommend alternate, altering your sentence structure and sentence length in order to make your content more interesting to read. So I agree with both of those. Um, I see having more complex thoughts and structures in the website copy and having blog posts have sentences that are more straight to the point, easy to read. Um, and that actually really fits some of the specialties of Heather and Amy. Amy is much more SEO content driven um, and Heather does a lot of work with SEO content. However, she really helps businesses figure out that mission statement and that style guide that they can use across all of their digital marketing. Um, Heather also had the great point that rules are made to be broken. Um, so it's okay to break grammar rules if you're doing it with a purpose and if that purpose actually adds to the content that you're creating. So we see this sometimes in headers. Um, to really get that punch, sometimes breaking the rules a little helps dry your reader in. So what do you do with all of this information? <laughs> we recommend creating a style guide. Heather is a great uh, resource for this. Um, and in the blog post, I have a link to her website. Um, and she can help you go through and figure out uh, what are things that you want to always incorporate into blog posts for your style guide, active voice, passive voice. How can you incorporate that? Um, do you follow the Oxford comma rule or not? <laughs> and everything like that. She also will help you figure out what words and phrases really help to empower your brand, whereas other words and phrases, maybe you wanna keep out of uh, the content that you're creating. And once you have this style guide, it makes it a lot easier for any copywriter to be able to jump in and more quickly capture your voice if they know what they're doing. If you don't have that and you have a team of 10 copywriters, each of them might take a slightly different take on what rules you wanna follow, as well as how you want your voice to be read online. So I hope that this has been helpful and informative. Um, 20 minutes of talking about grammar and punctuation. Woohoo, what a way to get your day started. Uh, however, these really are important rules to follow or at least pay attention to and consider as you're creating your content online. If you have any questions, please jump on over to socialspeaknetwork.com or leave a comment down below. Happy to jump in and help you work through 
your content catastrophes. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.